Shkalim, Perik Aleph, Mishnah Vav, 1-6, and now we come to the topic of the Kalbon. The Kalbon was a supplemental contribution that was given, under certain circumstances, with the giving of the Machsa Shekel. Now, there are a number of approaches in the Rishonim as to when and why one must give this Kalbon. I will give what I believe is the simplest, most straightforward, and is, which is consistent with the Bartanura, which is that in the time of the Mishnah, even though it's true that there's a normal exchange, the largest coin was the Sela, and two Shkalim equaled one Sela, and when one gives the contribution here that we're talking about, the Machsa Shekel, he gave the coin called the Shekel. But if everyone is grabbing for Shkalim, and they're in relative short supply, the rules of supply and demand kicked in, and there'll actually be a discrepancy in the exchange rate such that the value of two Shkalim is a little more than one Sela. Um, so that being the case, when someone is not giving the precise and the amount that he has to give, meaning he gives not one shekel coin, but rather he let's say two people come together and they're going to give a seller between the two of them. So then we have to be concerned that when the base of Mikdash has to do exchanges, the exchange rate won't be exactly right. And they won't be exactly the same as one cellar won't be equal to two shkalim. And therefore, the kalbon comes to adjust for that consideration when one doesn't give the exact right amount when the basement should have to purchase shkalim themselves. So the same will be true if you're giving, let's say, two zuz, which is two dinar, which is the same as one shekel. But again, they'd have to trade these up and get the shekel coin to make everyone have the equal amount of, of payment. And there'd be a surge charge. So to address that surge charge, we add the kalbon, this little amount. So in the next mission, we'll discuss how much a kalbon is and so on, but for now, let's discuss who and when the kalbon is given. So the mission says, These are the following people who are obligated to give a kalbon under certain circumstances. That same list we had called Mishnayas ago, where we said these people are forced to give the machsa shekel, and if they fail by the 25th of Adar to give that machsa shekel, we actually seize their property as collateral, mamashkin also. So those same people, we, we force them to give the surcharge as well. Ava lo kohanim v'nashim v'avadim ukatanim. But the people who we didn't seize their possessions to force them to make a contribution, we don't require they add the kalbon, even when others would otherwise have to. So the Kohanim, we said before, Lahalacha, they do have to give, but we, for the sake of Dar Shalom, to make peace, we don't force them to give in like the really aggressive seizure sort of way. So two, we don't force them to give this extra surcharge to make up the difference. As for Nashim, Avadim, and Katanim, women, slaves, these are non-Jewish slaves and children who are otherwise exempt from the mitzvah. So then they're exempt from the mitzvah, so we don't force them to give a Kalbun in the event they want to actually go above and beyond and give the machsa shekel to be part of it, so then that's fantastic. But we don't force them then to give even a more above that. Hashokel al yidei kohen, al yidei isha, al yidei evin, al yidei katan. If one makes a contribution on behalf of these four categories of people, kohanim, women, slaves, and children, so then pator, he is exempt from adding the kalbon amount, meaning if he gives one coin, a sell a coin, and he says there's half of this coin, meaning one shekel worth the machsa shekel, the half shekel worth, is for me, and the other half is like a contribution so that my wife or my child or my slave or whatever it is should also be included in the in the karbanos. 
not because they're obliged to and obligatory, but because I want them to have such a thing. That's a gift. It's voluntary, and it's nice enough that he's giving the machs a shekel. We don't force him to add the kalbon as well. But and similarly, the im shakel al yado v'al yad chavero chayev b'kalbon echad. If he contributes for himself along with one other person, giving a whole sela and says, this sela is half for me and half for my friend or my neighbor. Little translation here. Al yado v'al chavero for him and for his friend. So then, chayev b'kalbon echad, he has to add one kalbon because He's giving a whole coin. It'll have to exchange two half coins. There's potentially a surcharge. So to make up for that surcharge, we're going to make him add the kalbon. That's like the primary kalbon case, where you're doing two people's contribution on one coin. And the scenario here, as you'll see more in the next mission, let's make it perfectly clear, is I'm making a contribution for myself and my friend, and the deal between me and my friend is he's going to have to reimburse me. I'm not giving it a gift on his behalf. So since he has to reimburse me, I'm just laying out the cash for him. So we have to make sure that there's a kalbon in there in the mix, to ensure that the base of English doesn't lose the conversion costs. Rabbi Meir Omer, Shnei Kalbonos. Rabbi Meir says, no, if you and your friend are going to contribute a single sell a coin together, then each of you have to add a Kalbon, so two Kalbons total. The reason why is because, according to Rabbi Meir, the reason for the Kalbon is not as I just described. It's not that it's to adjust for extraneous you know, conversion costs, but rather, according to Rabbi Meir, since... Moshe Rabbeinu was shown by Hashem this fiery shekel, and Hashem said, Zegitnu, give this amount. And since in the real world, nothing is perfect and unblemished the way that fiery, abstract, prototypical shekel was, so that ideal shekel. So therefore, to make up for the fact that there's going to be some scratches, whatever it is, on the shekel you give, you add the kalman as, as an addition to make up for that imperfection. Since the rule is that everyone has to add a kalbon, if one, if two people get together to give a single cell a coin, then each of them have to add a kalbon, therefore two kalbonos total. In contrast to Tanakhama, so just one's enough because the point of the kalbon is to address um, the exchanging costs. However, everyone agrees, Tanakhama included, that hanosen sela venotel shekel, if a person gives a single sela, meaning the double amount he needs to give on his own behalf, but then he takes change, he gets a shekel change, so then, chayev shnei kalbonos, kalbonos, he must give two kalbons. The reason why is because he essentially is doing two transactions here, right? First, he's giving the basic dish a whole coin and saying, now you deal with this, and that incurs the cost of the kalbon because there's the exchange cost. And then he gets it, he actually, so to speak, makes the basic dish be his money changer and gets a shekel change. Again, watch the basic dish have to absorb his costs absorb the cost of that. Instead, they pass it through to him, and he adds a second kalbon to reimburse the base militia for the cost of exchanging slum for shkalim. Allah is going to be like the, not like Rabbi Meir, like the Tanakama, uh, but a little more about that in the next Mishnah.